questions that I like to bring up, too. I'm sorry, I have to say this. I came to here to be heard. I'm going to be heard. The CDC updated its vinyl chloride profile on their website 11 days before this happened. Again, they changed the allowable safe limits of exposure before this accident. It was the same for 17 years. It didn't change once in the 50 years before that. Also, Norfolk Southern CEO Alan Shaw said he was in the room when the decision to do the controlled burn was made. Where was this meeting? Was it in Atlanta headquarters? Was it in East Palestine? Where was it? Who had the legal authority? Was there an EPA site rep? The EPA won't let us burn leaves in our backyard, but don't light dangerous chemicals on fire in someone else's backyard. Who made the decision? And I've never heard this question asked. Who purchased that vinyl chloride? Where was it going and why? And last question, and this is for Doug. Doug, there's been a lot of these train derailments yesterday the last couple months. And before anyone says there's 1,700 a year, how many involve deadly chemicals? How many food processing plants have been lit on fire in this country? How many industrial fires lately? Are all these accidents? Or is there something more nefarious going on in this country? Welcome back to another episode of Thinking Logically. That was the song Sabotage by the Beastie Boys off their album, The Sounds of Science. Very fitting album name, very fitting song, and very fitting lyrics. Um, we may be sued for playing the song, but I don't care. I'll pay up once uh, Norfolk Southern does, or right after some of these elected and unelected officials just, just pay in general. So, hope you like the clip, Beaver County. Your voice has arrived. Mark, did you happen to catch me on the live stream? Joe, you were incredible yesterday. That was an amazing performance. As I said before, now that James O'Keefe is out at Project Veritas, you are the real American muckraker. You are Beaver County's version of Upton Sinclair. Uh, what was going through... Uh, what was going through your mind yesterday uh, when you were sitting at the hearing? You obviously made your voice and presence known. Uh, take us through, uh, you know, those so couple hours. They, they had about they had about at least ten people in front that were scheduled to speak. I wasn't scheduled to speak, but like I said, I, I was speaking no matter what. So I waited till the end of everyone's testimony because some of them people were uh, actually all of them people were affected way more than 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 I was. 
Uh, you had a woman with her, she raises Dobermans, her and her husband or her and her boyfriend, I believe. And the, the dogs are, you had someone, um, who had fish in a pond that came out and the fish, fish were floating. You had a woman who had a friend that actually is afraid to leave her house because how her face looks. And, and she's trying to tell her friend, well, the reason your face looks like that is because of, of where you are. It's just the, the, the whole, the whole situation is, is just and and these people don't have any any answers yet and it's been 3 weeks um and and we're going to really we're going to really delve into this it's it's a lot to take in it it's a lot to take in um yeah one, it is a lot to take in uh for one for what i understand and and we're going to we're going to play actually let's just play Doug's Doug's opening comments first so well but, before you get that, I, saw, I saw i saw today you were talking about animals, Dobermans, things like that. 43,000 animals estimated have died as a result of the uh, quote-unquote uh, controlled burn. And that's just in three weeks. 43,000 animals. Yep. It's dead. Okay, this is Doug Mastriano, how he opened it up. Three weeks to the day have passed out, and we still don't have any answers. Any answers that I believe, and uh, many of the witnesses here will testify as well. It's not okay just, just to come out some bureaucrat, bureaucrat that doesn't even live in the area and say, oh, it's safe. Go ahead and drink the water and do this or that. Show me. Prove it to me. I think we all need to be in Missouri mode. Prove it. Had answers because we'd want you to panic. That, that's lame. Uh, this is no game. Your lives, your livelihoods, your pets, your animals, your kids. We want to protect them. And pat answers from some bureaucrat far away aren't going to work for us. We've all seen it before. We saw it in Centralia. Remember that? The mines on fire in, Pencil- in the center part of Pennsylvania? It's safe. About a decade later, finally, the federal government bought everyone out. It wasn't safe. World Trade Center? It's safe. And then the police officers and first responders having helped the problems a decade later. I'm friends with one of the New York City police officers. And he lives in Pennsylvania. And his, his health is in bad shape. He was lied to. We just want the truth. We're adults. We'll adjust. We'll deal with it. We want the facts. John Adams said facts are stubborn things. We just want the facts. We want truth. And in the Gospel of John, Jesus says, you know, you shall know the truth. The truth will set you free. We want the truth, right? We want the truth. And I think this, it's going to be a very, very, very long process. I, I talked to a lot of the people in the audience yesterday and, and some even came out to me after I, after I stood up and spoke and, and thanked me. They don't need to thank me. I did that because I wanted to do it because it had to be done because somebody has, has to, it has to be said. But a, a lot of these people, they're very, very intelligent and, 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 and up to date on, okay, so the one lady's testifying she knew to call out like this the terms they use. She was calling out the alphabet three letter agencies like the EPA and stuff like that. It's art. The elected officials are going to try to put the entire blame on Norfolk Southern, but I think there is a lot more people to blame because it's going to be it's going to be the longest drawn out process ever. This is not going to be something that that's solved in a week or a month or probably even a year. But it's going to be a long fight. But I don't think the residents of East Palestine or Beaver County or even Lawrence County are, are, are ready to lay down yet. So they want answers. Um, I heard a lot of issues about the amount of people there that, you know, there wasn't that many people there. But the quality of the people there and, and how much they cared is what mattered. So I'll take the quality over the quantity 
anytime, anytime. Um, one of the one of the basic functions of government, Joe, is to protect the need, protect its citizens, and to provide some of the basic needs of the citizens. That is one of the central functions of our government, of any government. So when you hear Doug Masterano say that, we want the truth. People in this country have been lied to and misled time and time again. Unfortunately, the government engages in tons of cover-ups. Uh, they are not truthful with the people for whatever reason. You could list a hundred. Uh, but, you know, we have a government that we have lost faith in, that we have lost trust in, and this trust has eroded, hasn't eroded in the last two or three years because of COVID. This has been going on now, like you heard Senator Mastriano say, since 9-11. Since they told the first responders it was okay to go down to ground zero three days after 210-story buildings collapsed and burned. And now we have this. So I don't blame the citizens of East Palestine and some of the residents here in Beaver County for um, wanting, for, you know, pressing the government on this, the EPA. Frankly, I, they might be in uncharted territory because when you have a thing like vinyl chloride, I mean, who knows what long-term or long-term effects of the exposure could be. And we know, as you mentioned, uh, phosgene was a World War I chemical. So and, we are in uncharted waters almost. Doug made a great point about what, what does the, all these chemicals, because there was more than just vinyl chloride, what do they all make? And then, yeah, that, it's a deadly, it, it's, it's even more deadly when you put them all together and burn them, I think. And I, I don't know, I don't know if they were trying to hide what was on these, these trains or whatever, but I think there, there's some controversy because from what I understand, um, they originally told the county commissioners and some of the emergency responders from Beaver County that, that there was only one train car. I think it wasn't until I believe maybe hours before the controlled burn that they found out it was actually five cars. So it seems like someone tried to put them on the spot to just go along with this. And, and you can't be an expert. I mean, if, 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 if you're just a sheriff or a county commissioner or if in the fire department, you might not know. You might say, okay, I guess so, you know. Yeah. But you're talking about a million pounds of this stuff going up into the air. And they said that this is the for vinyl chloride. What they just released in the air was everything that was released in all of 2021. They did it in one hour. In one, one hour. What's the number one question you have that you want answered? <sighs> it's, a, it's a tie for a lot. But honestly, the thing that keeps on getting me is, I don't know, I want to talk about that, that will being on fire for 20 miles. But how the CDC magically changed the allowable limits 11 days before this happened. And it, it was the same for 17 years. And I did make a mistake. They did change it twice in the last 50 years, not zero times. They changed it twice before 2006, I believe. But regardless, they, I looked at the dates. They changed it in July. So it's not like they change it every like 17 years in January. No, it's yeah. been a random month and it's random years. And, my, my, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I was going to say, my number one question is, what was the alternative to a controlled burn? Was this the best? solution that they had what was the alternative that's what i want to know you well, know so another thing i don't understand too and i think I, I have this a little bit later on but i'm just going to get it in, into it now it's not only who authorized the control burner thought that was the best idea but also the control release um 
they want to focus on the derailment and not anything that led up to or, or, or was after the derailment. It's it's like that's all they want to focus on was and, and you, you, you see it when Pistol Pete, whatever, Buttigieg goes over to uh, East Palestine and they try to blame it on on Trump era policies. Pete, you had two years to fix that. You had two years to change it back. And Norfolk Southern didn't have to uh, abide by those rules and, and make it more dangerous if that's what it did. They did it for money. And, and again, two years you had to fix this. And then also, could have fi- you could fix it tomorrow, Pete. Yep. I just heard, was it this? I was listening to, I think, another podcast. They said that trains began rolling through East Palestine, I think, within three days yes. of this. Yes. And now, because they were trying to make up for that, um, the the lack of trains running through for that for that those three days the tracks were closed they are now having trains that are that are stacked two two cars high which as you can imagine the 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 safety ramifications of now having cars stacked too high instead of just having one car so uh you know it, it just seems like they are focused on uh getting as much cargo through as possible yeah, unfortunately, it's, but. it's a messed up situation and they care about their bottom line. And you know what? I'm sorry, Norfolk Southern. I, I hate to say this, but they're going to care about their bottom line. You should you should expect them to not care about you and only care about your bottom line. What is shocking is the government's response. And and, I, and a guy came up to me, too. I believe I believe he said he used to work for the railroad or some kind of engineer. And he said it's just very weird how these are made to not leak out. These these are yeah. specifically made to 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 contain these so again it, it brings you back who authorized the controlled release as well it's just it's it, it, it's crazy yeah. there's, too, there's so many questions that we're going to get lost in this this is why this is this is not going to be over this spring this summer or, or in 2023 this is probably going to go on for a long time and and we, we just we can't let this one go number one because it's so close to home number two because it's freaking happening all the time it seems i know and, and what happened to to the plume that was floating down the river, chemicals that was floating at one mile an hour. What happened to that? I haven't heard anything about that in the last week, unless I'm missing something in the news. But they said this plume was floating down the river at one mile an hour, and that's when these local uh, water authorities were shutting off their intake in the Ohio River so that they wouldn't take in water from that plume. I haven't heard anything about that. Have you? Me neither, but uh, I did hear that there also is a company. I can't. This, this was said during the hearing where they actually used they bottle water from a source that could be contaminated, so they had to stop bottling water. Yeah, giant so it's like pulled the, that water from the shelf. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. So like, what's like now? Now we got to watch bottled water too. So who bought that bottled water that was that was possibly contaminated? You know, uh, yeah. You were going to have so many health effects down the road, five, ten, fifteen years from now it's it's going to be mind-boggling but in order to be able to pinpoint it back on this on this vinyl chloride on this phosgene i i feel like that's going to be difficult to do i I don't know unless unless these little clusters start popping up in communities but you also have the shell plant and i don't want to get off subject here but you have activists that are calling for the shutdown of the shell plant because they just got slapped with more um I don't know what the what the proper word is, um, you know, from the EPA or from the state because of their emissions. So you have a double whammy here in the Ohio Valley, the Beaver Valley, especially here in Western PA. 
um, from from both of these really, really hard. And, and it, every every citizen should have the right to clean air and clean water. Unfortunately, uh, you know, people, a lot of people don't have that right now. Back to the water, because um, I must have missed this yesterday. Governor DeWine must have been there drinking the water. But when you watch these idiots because some of the people invited people to come to their house and have a slumber party. Yeah? And that, that's what needs to happen. Not just go there one time. But when you watch some of these idiots go to someone's house and take a tiny sip of water from the bathroom and say, yeah, 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 fine, I'm drinking it. That should, that should really piss you off because they must think you're stupid and not realize that how about someone, you know, that's there for a long time. Why don't they stay for dinner and drink it then or stay for a whole week? Like the guy said, come over, have a slumber party or stay for a month. Or come take a hot shower and let your pores open up to this totally fine water. Please, by all means. <laughs> and then another, speak, yeah. speaking of water, another funny thing was, I guess they had some, some fish that were contaminated that, that just showed up immediately floating in the water. And I guess the process is you take them, you freeze them, and then you do whatever you, you do. Well, someone had the fish there and it was like, is it okay if we bring the fish in for inspection? And Doug was like, I, I have nothing against that. you know. And, and someone from... Someone of authority was like, no, we were told CCBC does not want that in here. Please, it cannot come in here. It has to be, you know, taken somewhere else. So clearly, they're nervous of a dead fish being in there that was in the water. Like it's radioactive or something. Uh, Unbelievable. Our rivers, yeah, our rivers are so polluted and contaminated, Joe, from just the industry and the dumping that goes on. It's, It's amazing. It's a shame we don't live out west, you know, where I'm talking like west of the Mississippi, uh, even into the Rocky Mountains and, and in that area where, you know, you go out west and you don't have to worry about breathing in contaminated air. You look at the streams and the rivers and the creeks in, in there, and, and most of them are crystal clear, stocked and plenty plentiful with fish, you know, and here in the northeast. It's just a shame that we don't have that in a lot of places. Quick story. When I worked at the cracker plant, some of the people that were safety trainers and and the safety people, they're all from Texas, most of them. And they even said, like, man, your guys' rivers are kind of gross. They were like, we we came up here thinking, oh, a lot of rivers, we'd be able to swim them. They were like, I'm not dipping my foot in that. And this is like in 2018. So this is well before any of this stuff happened, you know. And it's only gotten worse since. Terrible. Yeah. I mean, we have – we have such a great natural resource here uh, in our, in our rivers, you know, especially in Pittsburgh uh, at the confluence in, in, in boating is such a big part of a lot of people's lives, but there is no way that I would, I would get in that river at any cost. I mean, unless, I mean, on a boat's one thing, but I'm talking like swimming in the river. Absolutely not. And it's a shame because the river should be such a vital part of these communities. And it's hard for that to happen when you have the dumping that occurs and all the waste that's being put into the rivers. And then a lot of these municipal water authorities, that's where they get the drinking water from, not from the water table in the ground. They're pulling in water from the Ohio river. I know it's being treated, but still, you know, Um, so maybe get a water test kit out there and, and test your water and whatnot, but you should be drinking filtered water and bottled water at all times. Um, Speaking of, well, moving on from water, another point someone made, and, and I, I think I asked it, I think I said this. I, I said, I, if, if this happened where I lived, I wouldn't leave immediately. I, I, I'd say, I, show me, give me a hazmat suit, 
We'll walk over. Show me. If you can be here, so can I. I live here. I told you, I, I, I tell my wife and, you know, kid, leave. But I, I don't trust these people. And then one of the points was made was someone asked, you know, were my Fourth Amendment rights violated during the forced evacuation? By, I guess it was by Ohio State Police. And it's a good point. It's a good point to make um, because you think, oh, well, they're just looking out for their best interest. Well, well, are they? Are they trying to get them out of the house to hurt and blow these chemicals up so you can't see or you can't do anything? And and moving on from that, this is from DC Drano. It matches up pretty good with this. So this is a tweet from him. And I'm not going to play the whole video because it's like two minutes long. But in summary, he says, a chemical engineer expert explains how government officials are lying in Ohio about it being a controlled burn. A controlled burn implies control of the oxygen and fuel used to burn the chemicals safely. He says what happens in Ohio was an uncontrolled burn, which is why it created a toxic cloud. Um, I'm not an expert in this field, but I feel like that guy should be heard and he should get a microphone and, and, and he should go on the record and start speaking. Yeah. That is something that that toxic cloud is probably a scene that a lot of people around here are never for, going to forget. No, it was just a an apocalyptic type of event, and it was done on purpose. And it was done. It seems like almost on the fly, and it was lied about because it was supposed to be just one little car. Well, I won't say one little car. One car of, of vinyl chloride. And it was five cars of numerous substances. And again, back to Doug, what is the bottom line? This plus this plus this equals this. Vinyl chloride plus this equals this. Vinyl chloride plus this plus this plus this when you burn it equals this. You're telling me they they made that decision in an hour, two hours? Yeah. Like, like, like we said, you know, what, who made that decision and, and what was the alternative to that? Was that the, was that the best possible outcome the best analogy is we you, you can't burn leaves in your backyard in certain places but if if they could blow up your backyard with toxic chemicals and you can't do a thing about it you have to leave they'll take you away this is america yeah all right speaking Sad. of uh let's move on to this whistleblower and this is from um can con on twitter can con actual on twitter this is an exclusive he says a whistleblower has provided us with a photo of the closed caption tv from a local Columbiana County, from a location in Columbiana County, Ohio. In it, Norfolk Southern train appears to be on fire at 8.13 p.m., at least 41 minutes and over 20 miles before the derailment reported at 8.54. How did the hotbox detectors not pick this up? Was the crew alerted to this? Were they told to ignore it? Why didn't they stop the train? And that, that's, that's a very good question. And also, uh, one of the people came up to me, he used to work for the railroad, I can't remember if it was the same person, but he said that these wheels are meant to be able to travel miles while they're on fire even as they're, they're melting it, it's not you shouldn't do that but they're meant to be able to do that really so we need to learn we, we need to know dispatch did dispatch tell them to stop did these hot box detectors pick this up i mean any the longer we focus on this the more questions we have there's a lot of questions like you said joe that are out there and okay. it's almost hard to keep track of everything. But the most important ones for for the listeners, to, it all start. Who authorized not only the controlled burn, but the controlled release of whatever chemicals they were and vinyl chloride? Because like we said just a couple minutes ago, they only want to focus on the derailment. 
They don't want to focus on anything that led up to the derailment or after. And that should be a giant red flag right there. Yeah. Um, speaking of flags, let's move on to a blue and yellow flag, a.k.a. Joe Biden in Ukraine. Biden's not going to go to Ohio for those that are still waiting, um, even if he wanted to go. He's not going to go. It, it, it just he'd be booed every dementia shuffling step he took. He'd be booed. And it would not be good for him. Now, some people say, who cares? Just go. Just make, but he can't do that. He, he, he won't be able to walk down the streets of East Palestine or probably Beaver County anymore. So don't, don't expect Joe Biden or, or really, really anyone that has a face in our government to come here to help us because it's not going to be a good look for them. And that's, that's all they care about. They, they, don't no care. Way. they don't care about you. Yeah. Well, no, you're right. There's no way he's going after Trump has already been there. He's just not. You know? Um, I just don't see how, how, that would be, how that would be a good look for him, for Trump to beat him there. Trump beat every government official there. Right? But I think the, the, the EPA director was there like a day ahead of Trump. But still, um, for Mayor Pete to go, to wait that long, to Biden for Biden to go to Ukraine before he goes to see the people of East Palestine is just so tone deaf. And the Democrats are just sometimes I think they're so smart in some of their strategy. And sometimes you, you see things like this and you're just like, like, how stupid can you be? I mean, you're handing Trump all this positive PR, you know, at least, you know, it's not like he's going to make some sort of difference in, in what he's able to do, but at least he's he's there. I don't care if it's a if it's a PR stunt or not. At least he took the time to show up there. You know, he provided, you know, the citizens with water and whatever other necessities they needed. And he even made a stop at McDonald's. He knew the knew the menu better than anyone there. Yeah. Um, and honestly, this has nothing to do with politics because Governor DeWine, he's a Republican. And honestly, I'm over the the DR stuff right now. I I could give a shit less, honestly. But he went on Fox News today, and I've lost all respect for Fox News, and said the water was fine, and Fox News really didn't push back in the morning, Governor DeWine. And everyone in the media, it's like they don't care. This should make you sick. I'm going to play this clip of Joy Behar from The View. I think this was, I think it was yesterday while I was at the, the Dome, CCBC at the Dome. This is what she was saying while people you know, from Beaver County were trying to get answers. This is what she was saying. Oh, hold on. See here, got to refresh it. Mark from the sound department. Hello, Mark. Mark, are you there? There we go. The Republicans are obsessed with this notion of the free market, and they don't like a lot of regulations because it means profit. When because, you deregulate, yeah. you get profit. But they, I know. Part of deregulation, for example, the, the, there were very few plane crashes. Thank God. And that's because the industry is highly regulated. We have to pay for regulations yeah, it, just, and safety standards. Biggest, Otherwise, where are we? We're all going to go up in flames. Norfolk Southern gets as much death as Republicans. It's a very powerful yeah. lobby that is trying to block regulation. And this train, to Sarah's point, two miles long with two full-time employees and a trainee on it. This and they didn't even wipe out to. entire... 
Yeah. If the last administration rolled it down to only one having worker, they happened to have but two. One thing and I just want to say is I do think this was an unforced error by President Biden. It was 20 days before we had Secretary Buttigieg go down, 10 days before he put out a statement acknowledging it. Yeah. This is Trump country. He won by 40 points. It, it, he won, he is a president for all Americans. I believe that, but he needs to show so that they, he is. But it was time for him to people be I don't know why they would ever vote for him. For somebody who, who, by the way, he placed someone with deep ties to the chemical industry in charge of the EPA's chemical safety office. That's who you voted for in that district. Donald Trump. Who reduces all safety? He yeah. did. Does it show up at McDonald's and those voters Give saw up. something on the ground? That if if. If this was like a nationally syndicated podcast and we blamed, let's say, Flint, Michigan on voting Democrat, we'd be off the air. We, we might actually we might be tarred and feathered over it. But she gets to she gets to say stuff like this. But they don't mention the, the union deal that, that Joe Biden basically under threat of prison. Joe Biden made made the railroad employees sign that. Uh, what is it? Precision scheduling railroading, which does exactly that same thing. No one's mentioning that. Uh, they don't care about you. They literally said you deserve this because you voted for Trump. Not, n- not, not a lick of empathy for any of the people suffering in East Palestine or the entire Ohio River Basin, which I show you the map. It's very weird how it's all red states. You did. Um, I gotta, I gotta say this, Mark. Before, well, I want to give you a chance to speak, but I just, 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 just say whatever, and then I'm. It's gonna get weird here because of what she said at the beginning, Joy Behar, and what we have right underneath. Do you, hold on. Are you there? Yeah. Okay, are you playing the clip? Um, there's no clip, but you heard at the very beginning she said about we don't have airplane crashes anymore. This is where it just gets, uh, yeah. this is just where, again, conspiracy land maybe, but but it's actually happening. Five people who were an, who worked for an environmental response consulting firm were killed in a plane crash Wednesday in Little Rock, Arkansas at, guess what airport, Mark? Uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton Regional Airport. Ding, like ding, that. ding, 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 <laughs> um, And from what I understand, they were going to that metal factory explosion in Ohio, as well as, and I can't confirm this, they were going to go to East Palestine later. Now, Amazing. the odds, of how many plane crashes are there a year? There's been, there's been a lot lately, which is strange, but the odds of this happening have to be we need to get a math guy on to even come up with the number. When I saw that, I was, I was really taken aback. And back to the view, back to Joy Behar. I mean, how are these people still on the air? I mean, some of the things that come out of their mouth are, are just, I don't even have words for it, how ludicrous they sound sometimes. They, it, it's just amazing that, that some of the clips that come out of there, I mean, they're actually being ridiculed. And by the way, Joe, they would never even talk about this train derailment in this chemical and in, the, in these chemicals if it wasn't for people like us in this podcast, people like Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, conservative media, because the mainstream media wanted to ignore this for as long as possible. But it was because of conservative voices who were really were the ones that were pressing on this issue and really were trying to to. to bring some light to this issue and now we even have you know cnn's reporting on it you heard the view so this has really made it into the mainstream uh, in the last week or so and and they're doing a terrible job of covering it in the mainstream 
they're, they're, they, they were better off and they just weren't covering at all because what you heard on The View uh, actually should, should piss you off. That, that should piss you off so bad. And I, I, I just blame it, Trump. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's, their, that's, their, that's their MO. Just yeah, when all else fell, blame Trump. Focus on the derailment. Focus on the derailment. Don't focus on anything that happened after or yep. anything that led up before that, I guess. Just the derailment. Talk about the derailment, but that's it. And it was Trump's fault. <laughs> it really is unbelievable. Oh, man. All right, what else do we have? Um, on, on this, this is just going to be an evolving story for, for a long I feel like I feel like we're going to be covering this this every week for, for a long time. I, I, I don't know. We, we, need, we need a couple of answers first. And and we haven't gotten one yet, really. I know. Um, it's going to be a while. Um, let's talk about. Do you have the clip, the audio clip of that uh, guy from the Hakeem Jeffries? Oh yes, pressing Hakeem Jeffries. Yes. Can we can we please play that? That was incredible. So this is about a, a this is about a two minute um, about a two minute clip. This is Jose Vega. He is um, J O S B T R I G G A on Twitter at J O S B T R I G G A on Twitter. He's confronting Hakeem Jeffries about um, the allegation that Joe Biden blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. Just listen to the sound clip. We need more of this in this country. Yesterday and Ray McGovern spoke to it. He is a former member of the CIA and he testified in support of Seymour Hersh's article on the United States bombing Nord Stream pipeline. If it is proven that the United States bombed the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, as has been asserted by Seymour Hersh and his article, will you call for the United States to acknowledge and admit that that was an act of war against Germany and Russia? And I'm asking this because this may be the only way to prevent the rest of us from being killed in a thermonuclear war. And I don't want to be fried. Don't you think the media should be reporting on whether or not this is true? And don't you think you should be inquiring into whether or not this is true? Well, thank you for the question. Uh, one, I've got no information to suggest uh, that the United States was involved in bombing the Nord Stream pipeline. Because he would have, he, you would have, you would have been, you weren't briefed on it. Sir, you got your chance to answer the question. You weren't given information because he explicitly says you weren't briefed on it. Shouldn't you inquire? So, here's what about, I think, President Biden's leadership generally as it relates to. Ukraine and Russia. We committed an act of war. What are you doing to respond to that? We have to hold Biden accountable. Listen, you're from Brooklyn, right? You know when to call bullshit when you see it. So do I. This is bullshit right now. And I see what's happening right now. That does not silence me. You can hear me right now. I want you to say something about the bombing because we're all going to die from a nuclear war right now unless you stop it and you at least put an inquiry into whether or not it's true. This war in Ukraine is going to leave us all dead. So what are you going to do? Because you need to inquire. Here's I'm a New Yorker say. too. Here's what I'll say. Say it. We're going to continue to stand with the Ukrainian people. That's fucking bullshit. Do not do that. You will end us all dead. It is war against We Vladimir need Putin. peace. We need talks. Because Why are you sabotaging talks? Do not put your hands on me. We need peace talks. I am not going to take this. It's a we need peace talks. It's a you are leaving. Listen. Did you even read the allegations? It's a no. Between how about how about accountability? Not airheadedness. Okay. How about freedom? And not war. And okay. How about conversation? Not cremation. Diplomacy. Not destruction. How about that? Oh. 
I love, for those of you that don't know what he's doing, if you heard the Hakeem Jeffries A B C D E F G speech, how about this instead of that? He's mocking him for, for that speech that he made a couple weeks ago. It's actually pure comedic genius. It's not it's not funny in, in the end because we all could end up dead from a thermonuclear war. But great great comedic uh, tone there, uh, Jose Vega. Give him a follow on uh, on Twitter. That's that was some amazing know. audio. When I saw that, I was like, finally, chills. chills. Yeah, finally, someone is pressing these elected officials on Nord Stream, you know, and, and it's just the canned response from Hakeem Jeffries. It's actually embarrassing that he, his response was, we're going to stay with the Ukrainian people. His first like, response what? was he tried, he tried to dance around it like but he didn't inquire. No, yeah, we understand, Hakeem, that you know anything about it because you have to inquire first. Yep. Um, what else do we got? Um, we, we could have, go we over. Have, we have Putin's speech. That was a great one. Uh, I'm currently holding my daughter, but I don't have the, the nuts give you and the bolts of right that now. speech um, of, of, of that speech in front of me. But do you have the translation of what he was saying for that in that one part of that speech about de- uh, deriding the West? I have the highlights, have and and he's talking about, um, uh, for lack of a better term, the West. Here's what he said. So. See what they do with their own peoples, the destruction of the family, culture, and national identity, the perversion, the mockery of children, and the pedophilia are declared the norm. And then he goes on, look at the Holy Scriptures. The family is a union of man and a woman. And then he goes on, the Anglican Church, for example, considers the idea of a gender-neutral God. Forgive us, Lord, for they do not know what they do. We must protect our children. I don't know who this guy is talking but I, I don't want to sound like a Russian stooge or a Russian simp, but this, what the points that he's making is a lot better than we're hearing from the West. The last 20 years. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. I mean, we are, we are led to believe that he is a, a, a madman, a crazed tyrant, a dictator, um, a, a criminal. And he might be some of those things, but I would love to know Joe, how popular Putin is within the within Russia, like among the Russian people? I would love to know that. I don't know if we'll ever be able to find that out without speaking to someone actually who lives in Russia. If we have any listeners in Russia, please reach out to us. But I would love to know that. He has to be pretty popular because from what I understand, Russia, it's not like everyone's Russian. It, there's like 17 different ethnicities in Russia. It's a federation. So yeah. he has to keep all them people. It's not... It's a federation, guys. I mean, it's it's Russia's the biggest landmass on earth. You think everyone's just the same culture? Right. We're just we're so ignorant that we just don't realize this sometimes. Yeah. And they don't the news media will never cover it because they don't want you to know that. Exactly. Oh, but but it's amazing that what he's saying, you know. But I hate he's I, making amazingly good sense. He is. He's not wrong. I mean, transgender people in school, you're talking about seven, eight-year-olds doing, doing trans therapy and, and, and 10, 11, 12-year-olds. Anything, it shouldn't be done in general, and that's just my opinion, but I'm sorry, you can't, I can't get, I couldn't get a tattoo without my parents coming to me when I was 17. And, and, and you're going to let someone make a complete permanent decision on their physical, if, if a child came and said, hey, I, I don't like having my left hand, I want to cut it off. You'd be like, no, you're, yeah. you're, you're being crazy. That's what, what I, I just I, I can't understand the logic behind some of the things that go on in this country. And then you hear someone that's supposed to be a tyrant say stuff like that. 
And it's like, does he really mean it? Well, I, I don't care if he means it. I, I like what he's saying. We should we should have that over here. We should have someone over here that speaks like that. And we do. We have a lot. We have a lot. Matt Walsh has been pretty vocal. Um, but when your elected leader, Joe Biden, appoints a transgender woman, Rachel Levine, and a secretary of the Navy, whatever she is, and she's all for this gender affirming care, whatever it's called anymore. It's we have lost our way. God help us, please. Until we get back, Joe, to focusing on the family, on focusing on nuclear families, on the importance of the family as it relates to um, the social and emotional development of children, we are going to be, we're going to continue down this spiral in this path that we're on right now as a nation. Because when the family goes, Joe, that's when the culture and society goes of that country. Instead, we're focused on everything you just said, you know, child mutilation, gender affirming care, social emotional learning, when emotional learning and development is within the family itself, having a mother and a father. But we have, um, you know, people are attending church, no matter what religion you are, uh, at an all time low. Um, You know, we've seen divorce rates that are off the charts, Um, single parent households, um, abortion, things like that. Um, and the list goes on. And this is because we live in a country that doesn't put emphasis on the family. Because if you are, you have a mom and a dad and a brother and a sister, and you, and you live in a traditional nuclear family, you are considered, you know, an extremist. You know, you are, you are now the, um, you are not the norm. All right. So it's just I, I don't know how we got how we got here. I, but I think I actually it just clicked in my head. I feel like there's a giant domino and it all started with Tim Tebow trying to take a knee and pray during football. <laughs> right. And then I feel yeah. like I feel like we've never that first domino fell. And then it's just like conk, clunk, conk, clunk, conk. And there's I just don't know, man. I just don't it's, know. Yeah, it, it's it's amazing. Um. But let's move on to, as we wrap up here for our bonus episode of the week, we saw this grand jury foreman in the Georgia election fry case rounds in the media this week. My goodness, whose idea was it to make, to get her out in front of the media? Oh my goodness. I can't believe that she was all over the news in these interviews. Do we have audio of her? Yes, yes. We, I, I wish we could play like 20 minutes of it. First of all, you called her a woman. I'm not joking around when I say this. She identifies online as a witch. <laughs> I'm not making this Dr. up. Dr. Sobek did say that, a Wiccan. Wiccan. That, that, maybe that's what it is. For the Harry yeah. Potter is how she identifies. See, we've, we've lost our mind in this country. And this is the result. This is a four-person, which I've been on a, a jury before. Um, you elect the four-person. So the other 11 agree, hey, this is the person that's going to speak for us and swearing people. And re- so... This is who the other 11 people decide, hey, it's a good idea to have this Wiccan be the four-person. Just listen to her. Well, after, after, after hearing her speak, I thought to myself, she had, I, she had to lobby, had to have lobbied to become the jury for a four-person. I bet you she did. Uh, but I, I feel bad for the people just listening because you, you have to – her name's uh, Emily Kors, K-O-H-R-S. You've got to see her facial expressions when – when she speaks to, but I'm going to play the audio right here. It's about a minute, a little over a minute long. When it comes to, there are, indi- there are indictments recommended, of course. Is it yes. more than 
12 people? Is it more than 20 people? I think if you look at the page numbers of the report, there's about six pages in the middle that got cut out. Allow for spacing. It's not a short list. Not a short list. <laughs> She's talking about who's going to be um, indicted in this Georgia election fraud thing. I mean, when it comes to 75 witnesses, like, is it, it's not, I assume, of course, it's right. not 75 people. Would you characterize it as 20 ish people? I can't say I counted. <laughs> More than a dozen, though, I think I heard you say in another interview. I believe so. That's probably a good assumption. The name that everyone wants to know about is former President Trump. Did you recommend charges against Donald Trump? I really don't want to share something that the judge made a conscious decision not to share. I, I will tell you that it was a process where we heard his name a lot. Uh, we definitely heard a lot about former President Trump, and we definitely discussed him a lot in the room. And I would say that uh, when this list comes out, you wouldn't, there are no major plot twists waiting for you. Uh, that, that wasn't even the best audio. I, I, I'm trying to find the other one. I'm, I'm, I'm Where she's laughing? Where she's laughing un, uncontrollably. What a, what a bizarre, what a bizarre, you know, Joe, what's Hold on, let me play it real quick. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. I might, I might. I wanted to hear from the former president, but honestly, I kind of wanted to subpoena the former president because I got to swear everybody in. And so I thought it'd be really cool to get 60 seconds with President Trump of me looking at him and being like, do you solemnly swear? And me getting to swear him in, I just... I kind of just thought that would be an awesome moment. She's like, oh my God, I thought it'd be an awesome moment for our democracy. Like, ha ha ha. We've, we, we're, we're, it's over. I, I think, I think we might have gone past the point of no return in this country. <laughs> What's the basic tenet of, of, of an injury, Joe? You have to be impartial. I mean, she was this... excited about the number of people that she indicted. Yeah. She was glowing talking about, basically alluding to the fact that Trump should be indicted. You have to see the facial expressions to, for it to really do do what we're saying justice because she she looks like a mentally insane person that i i, I don't know it's terrible social skills it seems like and they, and shame on cnn for actually not vetting her before and talking to her before because uh, i i mean they 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 they're they embarrassed she's done i mean she's not the other one that's not going to be able to be out in public anymore because she's gonna get made fun of like, like, seriously, you have to, you have to watch. The, they try to run as MSNBC too. Why do they think this is a good idea? Why are they doing this? Why are they shooting themselves in the foot every day? We see a lot of bizarre things in the media and in the news on a daily basis and every week. This was, this took the cake this week. This was by far the most bizarre thing I, I had seen in quite some time. And there's a lot. We're talking about a, a freaking plane crash that happened. They were going to check out the Ohio train derailment and that other chemical explosion at Hillary Clinton Airport. And, and we were talking about UFOs weeks before. What's going on? How did we get here this fast in two years? Uh, yeah. I'm not, we don't have an answer. We'll never have an answer. Yeah. We got to get, we got to keep getting the word out there, Joe, because I was telling someone the other day, we don't have until 2028 turn this around we can't afford to lose the 2024 election we we honestly don't have that much time left before we're we're at like you know all-out destruction 
we have to win this election in 2024. So we got to keep getting the word out there and keep spreading the gospel. And it's not, it's not just 2024. We're so far behind now. You're going to win 2024, the midterms in 2026. Then someone's going to, if, if Trump wins in 2024, someone's going to have to come along in 2028 after him. That's, that's just as good or better or close to it. it, it it's not going to be turned around in four years. It, it's, we've, got, we've gone too far. We've gone right. too far. We've printed too much money. I can go on and on and on about all the problems that, that have been going on. And, and uh, some of them happened during Trump's administration. Don't get me wrong. We've printed a lot of money. During, but the things that are going on with the family the last two years and, and all this other stuff, and, and now our infrastructure, our border, I, we don't have time. We could, we could have an entire episode just naming issues. I know. And, and back to the family. I mean, it's like, you can't even come out and say that there should be a mom and a dad in, a, in, a, in the nuclear family because then you'd be labeled as this isn't equitable. You know, what about what about same sex marriages? What about two dads or two moms? And that's all well and good. But the fact that you can't even come out and say that. Child, the most the best chance for a success for a child is to be raised in a family with a mother and a father. You can't say that. Without being labeled as an, as an extremist. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? It's, it's, it's 1984. This is like, it's like the book. Yep. And, this is, and this, is, this is where we're at. This is why we are the way we are. And this is why we have a culture the way we do. You know, I, I, I was thinking about this the other day. I always say the United States is the greatest country on earth. There's nowhere else I'd rather live. But boy, oh man, you know, after hearing Vladimir Putin say that, it really, you know, it made me think like it, that's, it, it, he's right. It's embarrassing that we have a culture like this that puts, that puts an emphasis on some of the things we put an emphasis on. You yeah. Know? Too bad half of Russia is basically freaking Siberia. Yeah. <laughs> There's, I mean, we're never going to leave America. We're not going to be like one of them liberals in 2016 where Trump gets elected. I, mean, I stand and I fight. And I, I think most Americans are like that. It's just, it's very hard right now. Whenever you have the media against you, you have your three letter alphabet agencies against you, your own government against you. It seems like everyone's against the people. Yeah. And, and they don't and, care. And, and you look at like countries and I know we're kind of wavering off course a little bit here, but you look at countries like, and we'll just use Japan and Italy for an example. Both of these countries are experiencing what I would call a population collapse. I mean, some of the lowest birth rates in the world, but both of these countries, Japan and Italy, both put emphasis on the family. The family is the center of their life over there in these countries. And it's unfortunate that both countries are experiencing population collapse like they are, because these are the two of the countries that come to mind when I think about the family and how children are raised and the environment they're raised in, you know, is a model for America, how we once were, you know, up until probably what, Joe, what would you say, the 19... 70s or so, 80s, and then it started to kind of shift. I, I would um, say late 60s. Late 60s, it started getting, mm-hmm. it started getting crazy. Started getting weird. Hippies, yeah. whatever. And that was just those. Those are just baby steps. Yeah. Then, but we had the, some of the greatest people, the greatest generation in this country, that grew up in the you know 30s, 40s, 50s, and into the 60s and beyond. And now we're just so far off course. It's. I'll, I, I I'll give you a fact right now, Mark. That'll blow your mind. 60, 70, 80 years ago, families used to sit together at dinner together and talk and have conversation. And there wouldn't be anything to look at. No phone, nothing. 
And then the invention of the television happened and you, you got your TV dinners and, you, you know, you'd microwave them, you sit in the living room with the fan and yeah. it all started to get go downhill from there. So I'm and I'm guilty, too. I'm on my phone all the time. My wife will tell you she hates me. She, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm literally looking down at my phone all the time. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Wrap up here, Joe. Um, the only thing I have to mention is there was that why there was that fire at the Tennessee um, Y twelve where they store uranium. It, it, it's one of the places where, believe it or not, the Manhattan Project in nineteen the nineteen forties World War two where they were uh, developing the atom bomb that caught fire. Oddly enough, and we have another crazy story involving trains. Um, I think it was all the way at the top here. Uh, I think I might have skipped over it. Anyway, there was another another issue with a pipe bomb found outside by train tracks on um, Missouri, I, believe, I think you said. Missouri. And I guess the guy said he was in his backyard. I, I got to find the article. But it was the strangest story ever because the police found a box. There was nothing in the box. And it was like, oh, well, maybe I got the wrong box. And he brought them in his house. I don't know if he told on himself or, or, or what. But there was a box with explosive materials in it about... 20 yards in a house, maybe 20 yards away from railroad tracks. Again! Again! <laughs> there are no coincidences, right, Joe? Oh, yeah, here. I, mean, I have it right here. Let me just see real Just give me 10 seconds here. Um, deputies evacuated the surrounding area and requested Kansas City, Missouri Police Department's bomb and arson unit to help investigate. Um, the bomb squad discovered the box did not contain an explosive device. However, the resident said he grabbed the wrong box. He then took police inside his home and showed them the correct box that was safely removed. The sheriff's office said the box did, did contain an explosive device. The bomb squad rendered it safe shortly before 1.30 p.m. And they reopened the area and the railroad tracks. The investigation is ongoing. Weird. Weird, right? Are we under attack? I mean, I played the video, uh, the song Sabotage at the beginning. Are we under attack? We had that border wide open. I don't know. All I do is ask the questions, Mark. You are the Upton Sinclair of our time, Joe. Um, all right. That's all we got, I think, Joe, correct? That, that's all I have right now. We'll be back next week with hoof, at least one answer about this uh, Ohio train derailment or what happened before or what happened after. Be nice. All right. Well, that's all we have, folks. Um, enjoy today's bonus episode. Have a great weekend. Stay vigilant. Be a force multiplier. Joe, take us home.